Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Wait, aren't these all charitable donations? At Magda's Tax Prep, every person counts. Not have to file for an extension. She needs new auditors to maximize returns on her family time. Hey, can someone help with these 1099? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. It's time to get in shape. Hit the gym, work up a sweat. Sounds like you're going to need some energy. Good thing there's five-hour energy shots. With vitamins, caffeine, and essential nutrients, they provide an alert, energized feeling that helps keep you going throughout your workout, all without sugar or herbal stimulants. They're just what you need when you don't have time for tired. Plus, they're available in tons of delicious flavors. Ready to do this? Let's go. Five-hour energy for every workout. For more information, visit 5hourenergy.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Kyrie is a master at what he does. Kyrie is walking around wearing a green jacket, working out with high school teams and college basketball teams and NBA teams. Like, he is that special, special of a talent. And when you think about what he adds to the Brooklyn Nets, that is such an extra pop for a team that, scoring-wise, is one of the most gifted teams there is in the NBA. G.J. and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Katengel. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It is hour number three. Will Guillory at 2.15 will talk about that 30 points. Pelicans win last night. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how they get into that game tomorrow as they take on the Utah Jazz over at the Smoothie King Center. And it'll be fun. Look, last night, I don't know if you heard the, the calls from Todd Graffinini. He was excited, no doubt about it. You had all kinds of different action there last night. Now back the other way. B.I. drives to the rack and will flush it in with two hands. Never too early for an Omai B.I. No, it is not. Yeah, okay. So that was early. That just made it 7-5. And then... Uh, things got really exciting later on. Rebound Valachunas, chest pass down to four. Naji, left hand punch. What a chest pass three quarter court by Valachunas. Show me what you got, Naji. Woo! I didn't realize Daniel could get that high. Naji a little bit more. Rebound Naji, and he will shovel to Jackson, who will emphatically flush it in with two hands and a little primal scream to the members on the baseline after that. It just became even more fun right after that. Barnes, give and go to Fox. Oh, he got blocked again by Herb Jones at the rim. Back the other way, Ingram. Chess it over to McCollum. Catch and shoot, left wing three, and good! Good, good! That's one guy. Then you had Brandon Ingram. Ingram taking it at Barnes and cut him off. Now Ingram pulls up left free throw line. Extended down again! Brandon is 
nailing it from the mid-range, and he is en fuego. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Why not? Keep the fun Down going. Bonus in. Got blocked by Hayes. He got his own rebound. Missed that shot. Taken by Jackson. Valanciunas, the good defense. CJ, bounce feed to Hayes. Spins left. Cold dump it to Jonas. Right-hand punch. Timeout, Alvin Gentry. Look at Jackson Hayes running towards the bench. Yep. And one more. McCollum. Bumped from behind by Fox. No look pass to Najee. And he floats it in reverse style. He didn't hit the rim. How did that go in? I don't know. It's a rhetorical question. <laughs> so the Pals do win by 30 points. Last night we've been playing some uh, locker room sound from head coach Willie Green and others that have, um, you know, again, it's a nice it, look. Three and zero out of the All Star breaks a lot better than one and two, zero and three, you name it. So let's see where it goes. They're one game now out of the Blazers in tenth, and they're two and a half back behind the L.A. Lakers. So we'll talk a little bit more about that with Will Guillory next segment. But on Thursdays, we like to focus on college baseball. We spoke with Matt Reiser at twelve forty five, and then we spoke with. Mike Silva, head coach of the Colonels at 115. As everybody kind of gets going, it's the SLU-Arkansas matchup over the weekend. Got a big one here in uptown New Orleans, though, as the Tulane Green Wave gets set to take on last year's defending national champs, and that is the Mississippi State Bulldogs. So head coach Travis Jewett of his 8-1 and Green Wave baseball team joins us. Coach, how are you? Doing great, Gus. How are you? Doing well since we last spoke, sir. A couple of games have been played here, and I want to say... Uh, that La Tech series, man. You, you go up there, you lose the opener six to one, bounce back though, and you have to play a double header because you didn't play Saturday. You win it four one and thirteen five. How big was that series weekend win for you guys? Well, I think it was huge. You know, um, really quality opponent on the road. You know, that was part of kind of the scheduling. Uh, you know, wizardry, right? Get Play somebody tough on the road early in the season to give yourself a good test to kind of find out where you're at. And then, uh, you know, we got into a good ball game on Friday night. It was 2-1 them in the seventh. And, you know, they took advantage of some, some freebies and, and a hit batter and then a couple big knocks by them. But it was it was pretty tight. And then uh, get the washout on Saturday. And, and uh, again, another opportunity for us to kind of respond and bounce back. And I was real proud of the guys, you know, got into a – Carmouche and Jennings battle, and uh, Minder laid a good swing on one there in the fifth to give us the lead, and able to add on a little bit late to give us some cushion. But uh, kids responded well, and uh, you know that's part of finding out who we are. So um, that was then. This is now, and uh, you know we've got to use those experiences moving forward. Sure, going to get to Carmouche here in a quick second in uh, this weekend against Mississippi State, but coach in the last three games. 46 runs back on Tuesday 23 against Southeastern 13 in that final game against Louisiana Tech and last night 10 as well is hitting contagious are you guys seeing the ball well is it a philosophy thing or is it hey it's just it's just where it is right now well I'd say it's two things it's certainly a contagious thing that's for sure and mm-hmm. uh, I would say not so much a philosophy thing I'd say it's more of a talent thing so we've got capable guys uh standing in that batter's box and uh i think they train well and uh mm-hmm. right now they're just doing what all good hitters have to do and that's just you know swing at the balls and take the strikes that's half the battle and uh you know another thing too gus is just 
the ball flights that we're striking right now are uh, they're made for success and uh, a lot of hard low line drives, a lot of doubles in the gaps, um, you know things like that. So kids are doing a good job. I mean, we scored 23 runs the other night without a home run. So um, if that tells you right. our ability to you know hit the ball on the line, and then I think our base running which is a key component of offense. You know, and our kids have made a commitment to themselves out loud. That, you know, that's it's part of it. And uh, they're energizing their feet on the ground. They're taking extra bases, uh, doing a lot of things that the other teams are giving us and giving ourselves a chance to have a lot of guys in scoring position and we're getting some guys to come through when it matters. So uh, it's good right now. And uh, we'll certainly have a uh, whole new challenge on our hand this weekend. Speaking with Travis Stewart, head coach of the Tulane Green Wave on the diamond here. Coach, obviously hitting is one aspect of it, right? Hit it, pitch it, and field it. Well, let's go with field it here. 15th in the nation in fielding percentage? That's that's not bad. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, you know, this game, Gus, it's, it's all about routine, you know. And uh, if you can play routine defense, then your numbers are going to be pretty good. And that's really what we've done Uh all the plays that we're supposed to be making, we're making, and then the opportunities that we do have seldom that arise, you know, for the great play, we're actually uh, engaged in those as well, too. But you know where it all starts. It's the brown circle in the middle of the field, higher than everybody else. It's that guy, his his attack, his tempo, his strike throwing. Uh, it just keeps us all engaged, and, and we're doing that pretty well, too. So mm-hmm. um, it's just given our defense a lot of chance to – you know, uh, be involved, and when it's hit to them right now, they're they're doing a heck of a job. Just kind of an overall question, and we'll get into this weekend series. But coach, when I first talked to you that Thursday before the season started, that we talked about pitching, and, and you had a lot of young arms that were going to come in and everything. How important is early success to young players? Not only confidence wise, but also maybe for you to be able to learn as to when you use them and, and who you use them against. Yeah, it's huge, you know, and uh, with all those holes that we had created, uh, it's just given a lot of guys opportunities, but we knew that coming into the fall, right? I mean, those guys were all gone at the end of last season, so we've had uh, the fall and into this early spring to kind of watch guys go at it, and I remember mentioning to you, too, that our competitive depth is so much better. It's allowed us to scrimmage a lot, you know, especially here in the early spring, so we've found some... um, giving guys a lot of opportunities to pitch and compete, right, in different roles. Mm-hmm. You know, some guys are starting here, relieving there, flipping them in and out of those types of different roles so that uh, we can kind of see where it's at. But, um, yeah, we miss those guys a lot, but at the same time it's created a lot of other opportunities and um, got some new guys and some young guys that are stepping in and taking advantage of it. So it's a good feeling knowing that um, we're a little longer in the tooth maybe and uh, we've got a bunch of different options. We can go out there and, get somebody to come in the game and, and uh, announce the presence of authority, so to speak, with the strike zone and, and uh, you know, a lot of options right and left. So it's uh, it's good. And we've yep. been able to, you know, throw quite a few different players and uh, pitchers and play a lot of different players. So I think that will be important going forward just for obvious experience that will be necessary to be successful going down the road. Yeah, no doubt. I'm sure you're happy to be back home here and your chest is as well. You do the slap the wall thing, but on the road it's – they slap it on your chest there, Coach. You don't go on the road again until next week against Southern Miss, but you're feeling all right there? You'll take the beating, though, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that, I think they like slapping it on the wall because they like putting it on my chest. I'm just glad that uh, they're not quite mad at me uh, at this early stage of things, so it's yeah. better than my face, I guess. Uh-huh. So, uh, 
if it means victory, I'll take it anywhere they want to put it. But, uh, you know, uh, just happy for the kids. And, uh, you know, we're 8-1, and one, but uh, it's early. And yep. uh, we've got to continue to realize what's been successful and then fix those that haven't been. And then we just kind of fill them with everything, just trying to get everybody in the right spots and, and uh, you know, just give ourselves a chance. I mentioned the next road game is at Southern Miss next Wednesday. And they defeated Mississippi State last night 7-1. to And this is the weekend series that we've all been waiting for and kind of talking about. Look, they're the defending national champs. Crowd should be awesome. The atmosphere should be good. But it's your guys got to get on the field and take care of business and face them. What do you see when you see the Bulldogs? Well, just that, you know, the defending national champs. And so I think this is the first time since 2004 – uh, that Tulane has hosted the international champ. I think Fullerton came in here um, a year after winning it. So uh, just excited for the opportunity and another good test um, here early in the season. And I think our guys are confident. And, uh, you know, the two worst words in the dictionary last year. But, you know, I think we hopefully will gain some good feelings that, you know, we can compete with these guys. Yeah. Um, we know it's not going to be easy. They're very well coached, have talent up and down, uh, pitching galore and all that kind of stuff like that. So it'll be good. I'm told the the bowl section of the GFATS is sold out for the weekend, so that should bring a good environment. And uh, hopefully our kids will be able to breathe and take it in and just kind of do what we talked about, which is trust your training and, and uh, you know get your butterflies in, in order and let her rip. Well, they handle that excitement, I guess, a season ago there at Starkville, right? And in a series that obviously I think every Tulane fan thinks that they could have won and should have won, not maybe even, you know, swept it and, and do that. And I was going to ask you if last season is ever talked about or you kind of approach it differently, right? Especially when on the mound, coach, you, you mentioned you have a lot of young arms, but I don't know. Have, have you talked to Dylan about facing his former team? He's going to be going Saturday. You know what? I, it's a good uh, question. And I've actually thought about it a time or two, but I haven't, you know. Um, I trust him and just, you know, his mind and his experience and things like that. And I just think that, you know, I, I don't need to get into his way that way. I am excited to see that how he's going to be. You know, he's pitched really well. Obviously, his former team um, sitting here in the first base bunker where I'm talking to you right now uh, will be in the stadium. And so um, – but just the way he's handled himself and how he goes about it, how he's pitched, how he competes, um, I think he'll be able to, you know, focus in and do a good job that way. So that's the expectation. All right. Well, series win this past weekend against Louisiana Tech. They're ranked Southeastern 23-1 to on Tuesday, 10-2 last night. Coach, I guess get at it uh, this weekend, man. It should be fun. You mentioned the atmosphere is going to be awesome. And um, let's see what happens here at the end of the week. Let's do it. One pitch at a time. Head coach Travis Jewett of the Tulane Greenway. Thank you for your time today, sir. Appreciate you covering us. Thank you. Yep, for sure. TulaneGreenWave.com is the way to follow them over on the athletic website. And, of course, you can go over to Twitter. Greenwave, BSB, stands for baseball. Quick break. We come back. Will Guillory will join us. Your Pelicans won by 30 points last night. Yes, and you still have clowns saying it's – wait, what was it? The – the time is nearing or time's, time's coming to a close. Basketball in New Orleans – <laughs> All righty then, bud. All righty then. Will Gillery next on ESPN New Orleans. With a style and ease, and I feel from across the room. Yes, it's love in the third degree. Oh. 
great news for our video poker players. Cash Magic LaRose has reopened. Yes, Cash Magic LaRose is open and bigger and better than ever in our brand new casino right here in LaRose on Highway 308. So come on in and win. You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic. Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. Nobody boils more Louisiana crawfish than Rouse's Markets. These guys are professionals. They grew up boiling on the bayou. Right now, you can buy Rouse's Markets Louisiana crawfish live by the sack for just three fifty a pound. Or get them hot from the pot. A 10-pound special of Rouse's Markets hot boiled Louisiana crawfish is only four forty nine a pound. Each batch has just the right amount of lemon, onion, garlic, heat, and down-the-bayou flavor. Rouse's Markets feels like home. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Oh, big talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. It's specifically in a place like New Orleans where clearly they don't care about the Pelicans. You go through New Orleans, they don't give, they don't care. So if the only thing that they care about is they're just, just killing their franchise star, it's not good news for the team. Definitely not good for news for Zion. I don't know, man. It seems like the, the – I don't have any reporting on this, but it seems like the days in, of basketball in New Orleans are just numbered, right? Like, it, it, it doesn't seem like it can it can happen. It doesn't seem like this is a long-term marriage. That is some dude named Logan Murdoch. Uh, Will Guillory at The Athletic. Let me cleanse your ears from what you just heard, if you don't mind. Ingram taking it at Barnes and cut him off. Now Ingram pulls up left free throw line. Extend it down again! Brandon is feeling it from the mid-range, and he is in Fuego. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> well, Guillory, that's more like it. How are you today, sir? I just know whenever I'm feeling down, I just throw a little graph on. That's it. Turn it up real loud. Yeah. Just let it just wash over me. That always brightens up my day. I'm well, I had to. Between Perkins trying to relocate us, this Logan Murdoch guy says the days are numbered. So I said, you know what? we got to listen now to this. Now Sabonis in. Got blocked by Hayes. He got his own rebound. Missed that shot. Taken by Jackson. Valanciunas, the good defense. CJ, bounce feed to Hayes. Spins left. Cold dump it to Jonas. Right hand punch. I, mean, I, I just I have to keep playing that, you know, because apparently uh, they, they spare no expense yesterday. Uh, filling in crowd noise, using dummies for seats in the stands. I mean, <laughs> Will, I don't know what to say, bro. I, I just, what do I, what do I do? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, it's just like a, a tired talking point, uh, you know, at this juncture. I mean, well, the man literally said, "Will I have no reporting on it?" But like, would you have a job at the Athletic if you just 
that no reporting on something like a oh, basketball is dead there. The days are numbered. <laughs> yeah, you know, standards for uh, podcasters are a little different. You know, they they, they don't have to pass the, as many journalistic hurdles. You know, you kind of just say whatever when it comes to the podcast world. But yeah, man, I, I just think you know, it, it, people just love this talking point with New Orleans, even though it it, it gets you know thwarted over and over again. People come out with different reporting saying. Gail Benson isn't selling the team. Uh, the fans are showing up for games. They're winning now. They're they're on the verge of making the plan. If everything, you know, keeps going as is at this point, uh, I, I don't get it. Uh, I really don't understand it. But you know, it's not surprising. So, Will, you mentioned one of the things there. Obviously, they're winning, and this three and zero start. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to play the role of. Uh, you know, national sports guy. The Suns didn't have Chris Paul. The Lakers didn't have AD. Sacramento's not one of the top tier teams in the West. How much should we really buy this three and O start out of the All Star break? What do you say to that? Well, I would respond and say uh, the Pelicans didn't have Zion Williamson in any of those games. <laughs> Which you know, what, I mean, that would have helped them if they had you know the guy who averaged twenty seven a game last year. That would be pretty cool. Maybe uh, if he played, but I think you know it's beyond just them winning these games. They've dominated these games, and I mean the Phoenix Suns are still really good when Chris Paul doesn't play. So I don't think mm-hmm. you could say well they didn't have Chris Paul. That's why they lost by fifteen at home. I mean, if you look at the the, the record with Phoenix the past couple of years, they're still pretty damn good with with just Devin Booker running that show. And the Lakers, I, I mean, yeah, they're a disaster. But for them to lose by thirty at home, we haven't mm-hmm. seen that too often this year, with or without. AD in the lineup. Now the Kings, you know the Kings are gonna King, so I, I won't argue against that one. But those other two wins, I thought were really impressive, and I think just the way they're playing right now, the way CJ McCollum is stepping into his role mm-hmm. as the playmaker, uh, Bi is playing at an extremely high level, uh, Willie Green making a couple uh, changes to the rotation. Uh, I think man, that this team is looking really impressive. They're looking very dangerous as we're going into the home stretch of the season. And I tell you what, I don't think any of those teams in the play want to see this Pelican squad with or without Zion Williamson because what CJ and B.I. are doing right now, uh, like I said, man, they're looking very dangerous. I think what's interesting, too, is, you know, you look at the broadcast and you guys could see it from your vantage point uh, during the game. Right afterwards, B.I., uh, yeah, Trey Murphy and Najee Marshall, two guys acting as his bodyguards, protecting him. And we're going to get to B.I. and C.J.'s importance in meshing right now. But what I find interesting is this. You have a coach that goes to Devontae's house to inform him, I need you to do this, and that means not starting. You have a guy in Trey Murphy that fans and media be like, I want to see more of him. If there's anybody that could get down, it's him. The dude's always smiling. Najee Marshall, you needed to look for a milk carton where he was at for most of this season, <laughs> and all of a sudden he's doing what he did last year to earn a contract. Look, I, I, I can't express enough, and you know this by covering teams, if a locker room is together, that's a dangerous team, right? No question, and I think it goes beyond that. I, I, you know, I told somebody this the other day. I think this is the the most close knit locker room I've been around since I've been covering the Pelicans, and that includes that seventeen, eighteen team where we were having mm-hmm. these same conversations, right, uh, about them being able to overcome the boogie injury because they were so close together and they were so bonded. And I think this Pelicans locker room this year is just going to a different level with Willie Green, you know, leading the way as that positive force. We've talked about it all season. He's kept those guys together. He's he's taking stock and actually getting to know his players, having those one-on-one conversations like you brought up with Devontae Graham. Mm-hmm. We've heard it over and over again with Jackson Hayes, with B.I. He's done it with so many guys on his team 
he's made a point of having that personal relationship with guys and, and it's bled over to the to the way they're playing on the court and you know bi as the leader uh Najee and trey murphy and jose alvarado kind of being just the clowns making jokes all day and the locker room billy hernango man is the energy guy and now you got cj mccollum kind of this stage veteran who can also drop 30 on any given night i, I mean this locker room right it's a beautiful thing the, the way to, to see the way they're bonding and uh like you said man when when you're together like that and you're, you're able to overcome adversity and it's not breaking guys apart in the locker room uh it turns you into a really dangerous team and i think they can make some noise going forward just because they love playing together man you can just see it when they're on the court when after these games they just love being around each other they mm-hmm. love playing together and that's the type of environment you want to be around especially when you start to put some wins on the floor and I'm bringing this up and I'm taking the time to do that because I think it does lead to why there is success on the court, right? And, um, not being upset if others are scoring or the guy or in this game or having success. And I think when you have that, you have, here we go, Will, really? This is me turning it all the way full circle. You have why they've won those three games. You've seen on the court a better team playing team defense, spreading the basketball, the number of assists, the different, you know, players in double figures. I think when you have the genesis of everyone liking one another, wanting to play with one another, it, then everything else happens. You're playing defense from them. You're you're stepping up and you're helping your guy. You're getting his back. You're sharing the basketball. All of that, I think, comes and stems from the very beginning, which is they actually want to be around each other. And I can bring it full circle to what we started this conversation with because during the All-Star break, what conversations were we having? Why does Zion Williamson hate New Orleans so much? When is this team moving? Yeah. <laughs> is Zion Williamson done for the year? Why does Zion Williamson not want to talk to C.J. McCollum? How easy would it have been for so many other teams in this league to allow all of that stuff to distract them, to kind of right. break the locker room apart, to have them lose focus on the plane? And this team did the exact opposite. They've come out and they're playing the best basketball of the season. Uh, the, the Zion talk is not even a factor for them, you know, coming out of the all-star break. And, again, a lot of that goes to Willie Green and C.J. McCollum with what they've done to kind of take hold of this locker room, kind of give it a voice, give it a face, give it a standard, uh, what they have to live up to every day. And that, that goes to B.I. as well, the work he does. You, you talk to anybody around this team, he, he, he puts up a standard that everybody else has to live up to with the way he works and, and he stays in the gym. He's always the last guy out of the gym and that stuff matters and, and you know it, it's led to everything that this team is doing and, and man I you know I say it every time I come on this show you can't do enough to sing the praises of Willie Green and what he's done with this young group yeah uh, again this is a team where they, they struggle just to find lineups for most of the season find right. eight guys that they can put on the court that they can trust and, and <laughs> through all of that he's maintained them that, that, that togetherness and he's got a plan at an extremely high level right now I tell you, if it wasn't for that record, I think he would be up there for Coach of the Year. I agree. I think he's done that good of a job. Yeah, the record's not going to allow it. I think you're going to see, especially if they make the play-in game past the Lakers, TNT, you know, somebody in that crew is going to, you know, give him the props that he deserves um, and be mentioned, at least as a guy that, hey, keep an eye on him moving forward. And look, you, you go back to Steve Kerr, right? After, I think in one of the NBA finals when he was asked about Willie, he said he's going to be a star eventually. Look, there's a long way to go. We get that. But I find it interesting, Will, because again, I want to tie it to what we're seeing on the court. We got the update and it's crazy. On most days, Will, I would say 30 phone calls today would be about Zion, right? 
I, I haven't got a single call about him, and I've mentioned it twice. I haven't even got to it. It's just like, okay, great. We'll see you when we see you. Or, I, quite honestly, just heal up, whatever. But I think it was the 39 seconds, man. It's it's C.J. McCollum that Thursday after the All-Star break when he said, leave the big fella alone. I talked to him. We're going to open him. We're going to welcome him with open arms. It's y'all's fault. He blamed you, Will, and the media. But It was my fault. Was yeah, my fault. but he did it in 39 seconds. He did with a veteran player of that magnitude does. He shut it up. He shut it up. You didn't hear it anymore nationally. He shut it up. And remember, CJ was a guy who, who made journalism I exactly. when he was in high school. So he knows how this business works. And mm-hmm. I would say, beyond what you just said, I thought it was a masterful job by him just to throw it out there doing also like, yeah, yep. I haven't heard from Zion. I yep. haven't talked to him. You know, I'll figure it out. And I guarantee you, CJ knows when he says something like that, on that platform, on absolutely. Team, when he's sitting next to Shaq, <laughs> the guys who've been calling Zion fat all season, yep. he didn't know that that was going to end up being a big deal. Yep. And what did you hear a couple of days later? Hey, Zion reached out to CJ. Message sent. Conversation. Message sent. And then <laughs> CJ turns around and does what any, just like you said, any masterful vet does when something blows up like that. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Why are you making this such a big <laughs> right. Leave your shit alone. That's right. Will, <laughs> stop tweeting about it, Will. <laughs> Come on. With the Twitter rants. That's what AD told me about back in the day. But that's a different story. No. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, Do you still I, I have that side-eye picture, by the way, that he gave everybody? Absolutely. <laughs> I definitely still have that picture. You get, I still have the recording. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I just think it's... it's Again, the value of having a vet like CJ who's been there, done that. He's been through the playoff wars. He's been through the controversy. We've yeah. seen Portland at the highest highs, making it to the conference finals. And then we personally saw them at their lowest low getting swept in New Orleans. Everybody telling them they were trash. They were they, they need to get broke up. You guys will never win together. Mm-hmm. He's experienced it all, and he's seen it, and he knows how to respond in those moments, and he knows how to be a leader in those moments, and that's what this team needs uh, more than anything, somebody who can speak up for okay. the fan base and, and for the team. And, he, and I think B.I. has tried to do it a little bit more this season, yep. but C.J. is a guy who's seasoned. He knows how to do it, and he's very comfortable in those spaces, and I think it's extremely important to have that guy with this group. All right, buddy, give me two more minutes here with, with Will because there's two quick things I want to ask your opinion on. The last thing is, who do you think is the Pell's arch nemesis? I think it's the Jazz. The Graf and Daniel say is the Spurs. So that's what I want to close with. But the thing that I wanted to bring up is this, because when the trade for C.J. McCollum happened, I feel like a lot of people are like, well, how is he going to fit with Zion? This is for Zion. This is to make him stay. This is going to... Did we not think or overlook the fact of, dude, what about the duo that we're seeing right now? With Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum, and what about them maybe becoming a dynamic duo? Like I, I almost feel like we didn't even think about it from that perspective, right? There's no question, and I think what people kind of slept on through the C.J. trade is everybody looked at who C.J. was when he was in Portland, right? The ISO scorer, the guy who's going to dribble, 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 put up 20 points every single night, and that, and there's value in having that kind of team. Obviously, Portland did a whole lot of winning with him mm-hmm. playing that style, but I think he said it multiple times since coming to New Orleans that he, part of the reason why he looked at this situation as one that was favorable for him because he wanted to show he can do more. He wanted to show he could be a different type of player. He wanted to prove that he could be that lead guard, a guy who gets people involved, not just get his own every night. And you've seen him kind of slowly shift his game into to being that kind of a, a Chris Paul point guard who controls the game for three quarters and then I'm able to take over in the fourth when you need me to. And that's what the elite guys do in this league. 
CJ believes he can be one of those guys. But of course, when you play next to Dame Lillard, you got to play your role because Dame is one of those elite guys. He's proven yeah. he can do it on the biggest stage. So you got to fall back and play your role. But now he's he's wasn't in New Orleans. He has an opportunity to kind of spread his wings and prove he can do more. And you're exactly right. I, I think people kind of slept on what he can do to not only compliment B.I., but make him better. I was going to say that. I was going to say that, too. Yeah, you, you thought about him. He comes in and tries to give the confidence and veteran leadership and being that father figure, perhaps, for Zion. But, man, you know, hearing Willie and them talk about the fact that they told him that at dinner. You know, he, he's trying to pick up B.I. to another level, and that's something to follow the rest of the year with 20 games left. All right, let's wrap up. Will Guillory with the Athletic, real simple. Who do you think is the Pell's arch nemesis right now? Uh, is it too easy to say the Lakers? Uh, or can I not say that because the, the, the Lakers got all those banners up there? But I feel okay. like I, I didn't experience anything quite like Pell's Twitter tonight when they beat the Lakers by 30. <laughs> I, I, people were just on fire okay. on Twitter. That was like the, that was like the Pell's won four championships. That okay. Beat the Lakers by 30. And LeBron's getting booed. 80s over there in the walking boot. I felt like that was like the, the, the best day on Pell's Twitter since they swept Portland, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I, Daniel Salerson gave me two. He said Spurs and Lakers. The graph gave me the Spurs. I, I'm like, dude, I just the, – the the Jazz keeps stapping my head because I know tomorrow – it's Go Bear time, and uh, Rudy Go Bear in this franchise. It, it's uh, we've had some interesting moments for Rudy Go Bear. So you know it is what it is. At Will Guillory's a way to follow him over on Twitter. He'll be at that game tomorrow, and of course, giving you Pell's coverage the rest of the season and postseason. Thank you, Will. As always, appreciate your time, buddy. Appreciate you guys, man. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Quick break. We come back. Uh, phone lines are open. No more guests. The rest of the way. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, buddy, we'll take your phone calls. Say hello to him. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Within days of Hurricane Ida making landfall, Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacies were up and running, providing vital medication to our patients and visitors. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding you the lowest cost available on your medications. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let us review your options with you. Located in Rouse's Supermarket on Highway 3235 in the Rose or at the Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff, we treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Do you want the best for your car? Then fill up with premium at Circle K. Circle K Premium is our best fuel with double the cleaning detergent, protecting your engine from corrosion and damage so it can work at its best. And that, my friend, increases your mileage for more cha-ching in your pocket. Plus, when you fill up with premium at Circle K, you can save up to 20 cents per gallon. Offer valid Thursdays or Fridays at participating stores. For details, visit CircleK.com. Circle K. How convenient. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Count on the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your vehicle and budget. Get maximum cooling system performance for 10 years or 300,000 miles with Peak Long Life Universal Premixed Antifreeze and Coolant. Now just $3.99 after mail-in rebate. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, 
You're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. Oh, big talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Well, 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 what do we have here? Huh? What do we have here? That is, uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. I'm a little taken aback right now. I legitimately am a little taken aback as, um, I don't even know how to, how to pass this along to you, but right now, on uh, ESPN, it is the NBA Today. Our good old friend, old buddy, Kendrick Perkins. He is uh, on TV right now. And he's going over playoff play-in chances. Well, well, well. There it is. 27 deep. As in below ground, above ground, how deep are you buried in your playoff chances? The Portland Trailblazers. Kendrick Perkins has the Portland Trailblazers 27 feet below ground in their chances of making the playoffs. At 7 feet deep, the Los Angeles Lakers. He's got, he's got the Lakers buried 7 feet underground. At five feet underground, five feet deep, the San Antonio Spurs. Spurs right now currently behind the Trailblazers. And oh my good, I don't, I don't even know. I, I don't even know how to do this. I'm gotta turn the music up. Above ground. <laughs> Above ground. You're New Orleans Pelicans. My man, my man wanted to relocate him. <laughs> He wanted to relocate this team just last week. And the Pels fans, they brought it, baby. They took him to task on spaces. Thank you, Chris, for that. Uh, we all added him today when the ratings came out. And then he helped me out. He took my treat, quote tweeted it to at Zalion Williamson. <laughs> and now he goes on today, and we're above ground, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> yes, baby. Yes, we've done it. Pels fans, we have changed his mind at least to put the Pelicans above ground. <laughs> he looks so bitter right now on TV. They're showing Pelicans highlights. Najee from the, from the nail. Here's B.I. from the free throw line. Jumper is good. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. I can't hear what he's saying, but I'm enjoying watching Kendrick Perkins having to break down the Pels, beating the... Pants off the Sacramento Kings. Oh, I love it. Look at him. Hands in the pockets. Somber look. It's gotta be painful. Ah, oh, that's the kind of stuff that makes me happy. It really honestly does. At least he has us above ground. I mean, literally, this man said relocate the franchise last week. Oh, 800-998-1003. I don't know if you're enjoying this as much as I am, but I am. I legitimately am. Who we got on line three, sir? Um, 
We'll go to that um, here in a quick second. Buddy, just let me know who that is, and we will go to you here in a quick second. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. You can also tweet at us at ESPN Radio NOLA. As we got all of that on the docket, plus, of course, the NFL Combine, you have is um, quarterbacks. That's coming up at 3 o'clock. Quarterbacks, wide receivers are also on schedule to play uh, to, to do their drills in tight ends. Tight ends, quarterbacks, wide receivers. It starts at 3 p.m. The last player will get off the field at 10 p.m. So if you want to watch... Some position groups that no doubt um, the Saints probably will be looking at, and is what it is. 800-998-1003, if you'd like to chime into the conversation as to what we're kind of been discussing here today, not only on the Pelicans winning their third in a row out of the All-Star break, again, a 30-point win, Branding with 33 points, Jonas 17 and 14, Najee had 17, they shot 59% from the floor, 37% from three, just, again, continuing to play. Excellent. We've touched on that. We've also been touching on the fact that you have obviously a lot of um, NFL news to kind of get into here as well. And Kenny Pickett, you know, the quarterback from Pitt, his hand was measured today. It's small. It's eight and some some size here, but had this to say. No, I mean, it is what it is. I think the, the media runs with it a little more than, you know, I'd, I'd say NFL teams do. There really wasn't much talk about that and all the formal interviews and the informal interviews that I've had so far this week. Um, so it is what it is. So we'll see how he performs today. Jeff, thank you for calling the show here. How are you today? Logan Murdoch and Kendrick Perkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both... Uh, to steal a line from the movie Fight Club, they're both polishing the brass on the Titanic. It's all going down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Logan Murdoch, baby. It's, uh, the days are numbered. Yeah, and I love how he says, I have no reporting on this. As in, I have no reason to believe this. No one's told me this. No one's said, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Like, and that's what I said at the beginning of the show, man. Like, it's one thing to say, hey, this guy didn't want to be here or, you know, he's, he's, this is guy is not good, or he doesn't like the coach, and that's even still. When, when you literally want to say that basketball is dead, meaning the franchise is getting sold or moving, that literally not a soul goes to the – like, it's just – it's. I don't know how you do that, you know? By, left, by, by saying he has no reporting on it, he left his wiggle room way out. You know what I mean? So when he gets when he gets lambasted by... <laughs> well, he has been know, today on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, good, good. Mm-hmm. Someone deserves it. I was going to try to take my best shot in trying to convince you that the San Antonio Spurs are the Pelicans' nemesis. You got time for me? Yeah, absolutely, because you said it. Um, Daniel Salerson, the graph has said it, and um, a couple other people on, on Twitter ha- have said this here as well. Lakers seems to be the second spot right here. I seem to be the only one I think is the Jazz right now. So tell me why they're the arch nemesis. Why are they? Well, right now may be a different time, but oh, I'm I remember going back to the, yeah. What's that, say again? Yeah, no, I re, I think I know where you go. Yeah, I think AD couldn't beat them. Well, well, no, no, I'm going further than that. I'm going back to the days of the CP New Orleans beat them Hornets. <laughs> yeah. Say again. CP, CP couldn't beat them either. Yeah, see, see, I'm talking about Chris Paul, Tyson mm-hmm. Chandler, David West. I'm talking mm-hmm. about those teams. There was a playoff series against the San Antonio Spurs. The game, and I apologize if my memory's not correct because mm-hmm. it was a long time ago. There was a game in San Antonio. Everybody on the planet knew that David West had a bad back. 
Bruce Bowen, who we all know is the dirtiest player in the NBA, comes up behind Davis West, jacks him in the back. Davis West goes down with an injury for the rest of the series. Bruce Bowen has no penalty, no nothing, no suspension. Nothing happens to him. They just let it slide. Davis West is out for the rest of the series. Then the series comes back to New Orleans, and it's just a referee fest against the the, the Hornets all night long, and the Hornets get bounced out of the playoffs. And, and, and I swore off the Spurs to that day, and I'll take it a step further, Gus. I want to refresh everyone's memory. Right after Hurricane Katrina, when the city of New Orleans was down on its rear end, the city of San Antonio tried to steal the Saints. They tried to free up state money from the state of Texas to keep the Saints in Texas. And and I just want to that, – that's my – that's my best shot at trying to convince you it's the San Antonio Spurs. Okay, you got me. I'm with you. <laughs> right. You know what? Uh, bleep San Antonio. You're absolutely right. <laughs> no, you see, I, 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 I guess I was kind of thinking recent um, in terms of just matchups right now that just don't favor the Pels. But you're right. Look, if you want to go back to since they've been here, meaning New Orleans is – current rendition of the basketball team there there's no doubt yeah they they it just they couldn't man Ginobili was just one thing but Tony Parker it, Tony Parker killed this team you know obviously you had you know Duncan and others and yet you mentioned Bowen look that playoff series dude yeah Adam yeah Adam 3-1 I mean I I, I that was going to be Lakers Hornets Western Conference Finals I mean, Kobe, right. Chris Paul, who finished 1-2 in the MVP voting. And, you know, Chris might have won it that year if, I want to say, the last week of the regular season, right? It was Hornets at the Lakers in a, a like a Thursday night game or a primetime game. And, man, Lakers hammered them. And that was it. Like, that was the, okay, Kobe's your MVP. But it was that close. I think it did honestly come down to that last week, because if the Pels would have gotten that seed, they, I, I think you give it to. I mean, Chris Paul's your MVP, right? They were playing for the one-two seed. Yeah, I mean, that would have to be. That's correct. Your, your memory is a little bit better than mine. I don't remember it quite going down like that against the Lakers. But uh, Manu Ginobili, you mentioned him a second ago. He's one of my favorite all-time NBA players to pick mm-hmm. on because the only thing that dude brought to the NBA was flopping. That's it. That's it. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. That's the only. When he goes into the Hall of Fame, which I'm sure they're probably going to try to put yeah. him in there, that he, it should be it should be all about a whole display about flop. Dude. That dude, so those two playoff series was flop 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 a palooza. You remember Nowitzki with, with the Mavs? That was the team that the Pels bounced in the first round or in the second round because they had to buy. Yeah, I mean, dude, that dude, that was fun. I bring up that playoff run, Jeff, and thank you for the phone call because when people say. The city can't get behind that team. Go pull up the highlights of those two playoff series. You couldn't get a team. And it was incredible to watch. Final segment next on ESPN New Orleans. news for our video poker players, Cash Magic LaRose has reopened. Yes, Cash Magic LaRose is open and bigger and better than ever in our brand new casino right here in LaRose on Highway 308. So come on in and win. You'll always be a VIP 
Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. Always on the run and short on cash. With the State Bank and Trust Company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any State Bank and Trust location for all the details. State Bank and Trust Company. Cajun Banking. Served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Welcome back. Sports Hangover 800-998-1003 if you'd like to chime into the conversation. I said earlier today in the show here as well, and again, we've been talking about the Pels win and also combine stuff is working. But I, I mentioned this morning, I'm walking a dog and I'm listening to the morning show, Keyshawn, Jason Williams, and uh, Jay Will, I guess what he goes by, and Max Kellerman. And they're talking about the Russell Wilson situation. And again, over here in New Orleans, that's been a topic, right? Uh, do the Saints try to trade for Russ Wilson? Does it make sense? Can it still happen now with Sean Payton not here or not? All those different things. And I guess the, the argument against has always been, you know, you're, you're going to have to give up pretty penny, <laughs> right? I mean, to say the least, for him. So, does it make sense to do so? Knowing that you're going to have to give up first round picks, what have you. Listen to Keyshawn Johnson on whether the Giants should do it. Because a lot of chatter out there is that Sierra's wife wants to go to a big market. And the Giants have been mentioned. He would fit with the Giants. But the Giants going to have to give up multiple ones to get him. See, that's the only... For me, I wouldn't do that. I just wouldn't do it. I think he fit. Russell Wilson pretty much can fit with everybody. Yeah. But I would not, if I was the Giants, trade my two ones to go get Russell Wilson. Because the- I, I will say it to I'm blue in the face. I will go sign Mitch Trubisky <clears throat> to push Daniel Jones and take the job. Wow. John, thank you for calling the sport tang over. What you got for us, man? Gus, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about what you were talking earlier with these guys that are saying all these negative things about the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. I spent 17 years in the newspaper business. We had a crusty old sports editor who used to say, if you're going to write a column, either you know tick them off or make them agree with you. Sure. And the easy way is to tick them off. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just taking the cheap route, he thought. And I think these guys, what they're doing is their idea is not really to put some truth out there, but to get their name trending, to make them relevant. Because they're not. Kendrick Perkins and this other guy I never heard of, and some of these others, they're just not very relevant. They're just mouthpieces out there trying to make themselves relevant so they say something somewhat controversial, and all of a sudden their name is trending on whatever. And I think that's all they're doing. They don't have, They don't know enough about what's going on here to make those kind of comments to begin with. Right. So it's just, it's just self-serving words is all they're using. Yeah. I Look, I, like I said, I, I I get the, you know, I guess the hot take philosophy, but, man, it's, you know, to your point, though, John, I mean, with, with your editor here, like if you, there's certain things I think you can just be opinionated or something of that nature. When you, you, you go out there and saying that and, 
you know, that the days are numbered in basketball in New Orleans. And, and then you literally say, I have no reporting on that. I mean, that, that's kind of a big thing, right? That basketball's leaving that city when you have teams like Vegas or city like Vegas, KC, Seattle that would like teams. So that's going to get attention to your point. He knows exactly what he's doing, I guess, from that. But, you know, when Kendrick Perkins say, well, you got to let Zion know and all this, I'm like, okay, I got it. But it, even if he doesn't want to be here, what are you seeing about the product? Which is why I spoke with Will Guillory about look look what CJ and, and BI are. And, and maybe that can be, you know, a duo that you can move forward with or whatever. But, you know, it's just nuts, man, that, that that's the case. You know, when literally they will also talk about big stars, big names, and big markets doing the same thing, right? Ben Simmons, James Harden, Durant, Kyrie. I mean, you name it. Some of these big guys... You know, not happy. They want to move. They want to leave. Ain't nobody relocating. Ain't nobody saying, you know, get rid of them. I mean, it's just silly. I don't know why, man. You know, the the players are running the game, and and that's just not ever going to work. Because, first of all, the people who make the game possible are the fans, ultimately. Yeah, you need ownership to own the team, but without fans, you know, you have no team. You know, you're just spending your money. So the fans are the game, really, in my opinion. I know, uh, what's his name, Marvin Miller back in the day said the players are the game. But that's wrong. The players, When the players get in charge of the game, this is what you get. And fans, you know, they, they want to be able to identify with players. If they're only here a couple of seasons, they're gone. It's hard to do that, to develop that love relationship like what happened with Drew Brees and uh, other players who played here long term. Well, John, uh, I will say this, man, as I'm running up against the clock here, Milwaukee last year, yes, they did get that last piece of the puzzle by trading for Drew, but Middleton and, you know, Giannis, those two guys came in at the same time and they built around them. When you take a look at, you know, Golden State, when they first started their run, again, Clay, Draymond, Steph all kind of came in together. What we're watching before our eyes right now with Jabarant. And the Grizzlies, right? He's been able to stay healthy and play. The rest of that team has built around them. And, again, everyone knows Ja. Name me two other Grizzlies. You know? (laughs) So, yeah, exactly. So it's happening. It can be done. Just got to be patient enough to do it. Thank you, John, for the phone call. Appreciate it, bud. All right, buddy. Take care. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for all the phone calls. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for listening. Travis Jewett, uh, Mike Silva, and also... Matt Reiser, head coaches for their respective baseball teams, join us each and every Thursday. It's nice to hear from them. Ralph Marlborough, Will Guillory as well, plus your phone calls. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, buddy. See you tomorrow. Matt Moscone after further reviews next on ESPN New Orleans.